what is up, everyone? Welcome back to episode two of May the Zoo Be With You, our flesh and blood podcast. For those of you who are confused, this is a flesh and blood podcast. We had some comments asking and saying that that is confusing. And that's pretty much our goal here is to, uh, to be as fun as possible. I'm joined, joined by Mitch. I'm Louie from Kitchen Table TCG. I'm joined by Mitch from Midtown Merchant and George from Compete Sports. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. I want you to know it took everything in my being not to say you're frozen in the middle of your intro, and I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> well, if we can stop future interruptions, I'll be proud of you, George. Yes, I am. Uh, my my setup is janky this week. I apologize for my audio. I'm impressed that George actually spent some money and got a nice microphone. He bought something other than a heart of Fayendale, and uh, <laughs> I bought one of those for this week. <laughs> one is cheaper than the other. Can you guess which one costs less money? Not anymore. <laughs> Uh, so, so we had a good week last week. Thank you, everyone who uh, left us comments and and sent us messages. We had all of us had tons of messages of people saying they really enjoyed the authenticity of our conversations and stuff like that. So we're going to hopefully be able to continue that and uh, have a weekly podcast for everyone, for better or worse. Definitely for worse. <laughs> Just remember, George. guys, may your memes be dreams. Yeah. Yeah. You too can have nobody listen to you as you yell into an expensive mic. You too can do this if you really desire it. You know, uh, don't let, don't let this hold you I back. almost spit my coffee out. I almost spit my coffee out on that one. <laughs> George, what are our topics today, man? Uh, so, as always, we're going to end with the MetaZoo Minute, which is a surprise to these two knuckleheads. Because I know I want them to research everything about the zoo. So they're ready no matter the topic. I reached out to Mike yesterday about this exact thing. I, I told him I need to get up to speed as quickly as possible. Bingo. It's working. So I think the first thing that I'm seeing that I want to talk about today is I think people are very confused, mainly because of Louis' terrible tracker, of how to price their collection and how they're going to sell their collection. Um I will just start this with a story, if that's okay with you guys, as to what made me say, oh, my God, we have to chat about this. Yeah, tell yep. us what our second topic, though, is, too. So I had somebody reach out saying I need 120,000 euros for my collection. I said, okay, like, not a problem. Like, send it on over, and let's see what we got. Right. And I expected to see some heat. 120,000 euros, that's like 140,000 freedom dollars. That's real money. Uh, so, like, you better have some heat. And, like, listen, it didn't have heat. It had, like, you know, five Welcome to Wraith legendaries were not, that were not named Tunic. It had, like, you know, five from Arcane uh, that were not named uh, Cap. I mean, like, it, you know, uh, you know, it, they were fine. But, like, you know. That it, was it, it had Cold Foil legendaries, but it didn't have the fire. It didn't, Did it, it have it, any fables? It had ten of them. Hmm. Any fables? No fables. And he was like, listen, according to Louis tracker that he makes up every week it is a hundred and eighty thousand dollar collection i'm asking you for you know whatever percentage it was it also had a lot of other things it also had it had a ton a ton sexy voice of welcome to wraith non-foil commons Mm. and according to non-foil commons and according to your beautiful spreadsheet they're worth like a quarter each and this and I'm seeing I am seeing too much in the market right now because people are trying to sell. Let's be honest right. here. People like I think there's I think there's probably some there's probably more sellers than buyers right now. Especially because like I, I was talking to Mick about this before and it hit me. The five whales I'm closest to 
four on vacation <laughs> this week. Uh, so like, you know, there's the market that's going to buy a hundred thousand dollar collection is pretty low right now this week. Yeah. Sell to me cheaply. Um, so, you know, there's some sellers and like, and I told him, I was like, dude, like I can't buy this. I cannot buy this collection. Like yeah. I have no way to move. Welcome to Wraith Alpha Common Commons. Bulk. I don't have a way of doing that. Yeah, I've had yeah. five people ask me in the last year for bulk, and they were willing to pay, you know, for like, like, hey, I have a, I have a hundred dollars. How much can they get me? I'm like, well, you know, like, so, the, the, I, 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 go ahead. Yeah, go ahead this, this is we're talking about a collection tracker is not a sales sheet. And I, and I I try to say this every time in the videos where like the non-foil the con all the commons and rare pricing is TCG low so those aren't even sold listings of the cards and I always try to mm. say also like if you put these on there it would take you six months to sell all your yes. cards they would eventually a lot of them would sell at the you know forty fifty cents each for a common because a lot of people when they're buying cards they'll be like oh my gosh for three dollars more I can have the first edition card and pick up and walk away and so they'll do that. But like, it, it's going to take you months to sell all those cards—a year, two years—to sell all those cards. And that's where I think when we talk about collection buying, like when I go to buy a collection, which I haven't done in Flesh and Blood, but what I used to do in Magic: the Gathering is say, "Hey, I I will buy." I, I'm just not there. That's not my game anymore. I don't. Sell I, I just player. I just like the judgment in in George's <laughs> eyes. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. What What are you doing with your life right you now? But, that money could have gone to Fab. But what I would do, what I did instead <laughs> is say, hey, I'll buy any card over $3 at 70% value or whatever I would do, 65% mm. value. And then everything else, I would say, you can give it to me. If you're looking to get rid of your collection, I'll give you an extra 50 bucks for it all. Uh, but I don't really want it because it's not going to move. It's going to take me too long to sell. I don't like selling cards under $3 on TCG Player anyway because you actually end up losing money at some point because, because of shipping. fees and shipping and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, and so, like, that's what I would do if I were in that case. I would just say, hey, I'll buy all the stuff at $3 or above at this rate, and then I'll give you a bulk price for the bottom rate. But a lot of people don't like that. That, that would turn a lot of people off from selling, too. But that's people's, people's got to change their attitudes on what things are worth because they're just not. like. Rudy does an excellent video. It's like a 30, 50-minute video. It's within that range. It's pretty much to an hour. So Alpha Investments, he did a video of this and he says, okay, you have these collections. They're all valued the same amount, but here's the contents within and here are expectations based on those contents. So he was like, I have one guy has a $100,000 collection or $50,000 collection. And to George's point, it's all commons. Like if you were to, or it's a majority commons that are driving that collection value. Um, and one X of those is fine when you have a thousand of the same card. It, it just doesn't carry that value. So he's like, I'll offer you, you know, 25% for all of those. Right. Yeah. But for these, I'll pay, you know, 60%, 58%, 70% of market value somewhere in that 65, 70% range. And so like, George, did you go back to that guy and say, Hey, I'll, I'll take the legendaries and the majestics, but I'm not going to take the comments. And he didn't take it. Oh, no, of course not. He thinks his collection is worth 120,000 euros. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, this gets. I don't want to call him a Timmy, but like that—that that is like his definition of like you know, ex expectations on the market based on on where things are at. 
So, I mean, like, I think, and this is something I wanted to bring up, is, like, you need to know who you're selling to. Yeah, I don't, too. you know, Mitch would have a far easier time selling that collection than I would. No. I'm not sure he would take it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Mitch is like, stop. Don't tell people. Tell, about tell all your comments to Mitch. He'll pay you a fair value. You heard it from <laughs> No, I tell won't. Him, tell him George, George sent you. George, I'll just tell you this. I, I worked at a very good, we had, I had a good working relationship with a, a guy who had a massive collection, right? Loads of comments from Alpha that were foil. Foil are a different story. Right. No one's buying them now, so it doesn't matter. But back in the day before Monarch came out, people were buying, you know, rainbow foil commons and rares. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and that is true and, for sure. And it took me three months to move five or 600 rainbow foil commons and rares yeah. from Alpha and Arc and crew. And so, I still haven't moved them all. And sure. I, I made the money back that I needed to pay for the that, that portion of the lot. But it was a substantial amount of money and the bulk majority of the money is still in Majestics and they're still sitting on my store at below market pricing. You know, like, so if Majestics are not moving from Alpha, non-foil Majestics, why would it common? So maybe like the right answer is, but I don't like, I don't know how to say it without being an elitist jerk, but like maybe you need You're to find there. a store that is willing to do that kind of grunt work for very little money. And they're out there. There are people who, especially now, yeah, sure. like, people are willing to like hustle their oh. bustle for like that 13 cent card. But like, you know, selling it to me, I'm not going to like here. Like here's like this doesn't sound way worse than I expected to. And I apologize to everybody. I mainly deal with very high end cards. I don't deal. You know, I sell two. I sell to two people. I sell boxes to normies, my people. People who are like me, who grew up having hot dogs and a piece of white bread, unlike Louie, who had the fancy buns. And then I also sell singles. I had mine and beans, so I mean, I didn't even have the bread. Louie, the one percenter. Then I also sell mainly graded singles to fat cats. Shout out to my fat cat, sponsor us. Um, you know, I don't have a market for bulk. And let me tell you what I do with my bulk. I put it in my store for free for everybody. I have comment. I have I have monarch foil rares in my store right now for free for anybody to come in and build their deck. That's I, cool. Like it's not. I like, here's the problem. I have no way to move it. I'm not yeah. going to throw it out because right. that's that that you'll, you'll take it, but you're not going to pay for it. And I'm not going to pay for it. I don't yeah. even want. Like frankly, I don't want you to ship it to me. Ship it to somebody yeah. who there's so much money. Like Ship the Homer, he'll go deck so, yeah, people. Well, you, you're right, you're right. So to, to that point, Homer's like, Mitch, you're losing money on the comment slot on case breaks. And I said, I'm not losing money, I'm breaking even. I'm I'm giving it to you for free and you're paying for shipping. Yeah. And Homer was right, I actually lost, I think, like a dollar. Um, it doesn't matter. To the point, like there's no advantage. I have I have six thousand. You guys can see the box like back here. That's 6,000 Monarch first edition commons all packed and ready to go. Yeah. Less than $200. Yeah. That's I like, mean, like zero zero. Like it's less than a penny per card to get all of those. Yeah. And I think and, there's a way. Nobody's buying them. Like, I, I, I think there's a way for people to lower their expectations before they go to sell of yeah. what their collection is worth. And so like what I do with my collection tracker, because I use my own collection tracker is I put in a, I put in one of each foil common in my mm. collection tracker as like, Hey, I collected it. 
I have one of each of these. I do think if you were selling a complete set, if somebody, sure. if, if you were like, hey, hey, I'm going to sell you, a, I'm going to sell a master set of Monarch yep. first edition. Somebody would be willing to pay probably sixty to seventy percent for right. a full master set and take and pay for at sixty seventy percent the 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 common or the common rainbow foils, whatever, 100% because you're agree. getting a set. It's it's a full thing. But I have five or six of each i don't put that in my collection tracker because i know that like a i'm not going to sell anything so i don't actually really care but b i know that it's not worth the value right uh in that bulk area unless i found five different buyers for a full collection um and there's ability to do that i think on ebay too like we i've seen actually i sold uh like a set of one of each rare non-foil from crew for like 140 bucks like a year ago or you should do all ago. the sorting though to do that. that yep. It's not just random yeah. bulk that you're selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and after all the time, like I pay somebody's time to go through. It took them three days to box up all that bulk. Yeah. For Monarch, I mean it's like a hundred Monarch boxes. We don't have to get into it, but like it's a lot of bulk. And now I'm like, I don't have anything to do with it. I'm at I'm borderline. Like let's just give it away. Um, I'm sure I'll have like a thousand people like, Hey Mitch, can I buy it? Can, can, can give you get bulk now? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to give it to somebody, just give it to homework. <laughs> well, yeah, the dude is like, if you guys don't know, the guy is like cranking out 60 decks simultaneously. He's just like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, he's giving uh, away to, to LGSs. I think he's selling them to machine. some LGSs, but he's giving away he's to local. Them, yeah. He's giving I mean, away to local people. That's awesome. He's investing so much labor into it. He can, he can't be making I think money. what we're getting at no though, money. Well, yeah. he's breaking even, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he's paying for his costs. Uh, his time and the yeah. buying eighty thousand bulk. Um, I, I think what what we're getting at though, or what are the expectations somebody should have when selling their collection? So, to I, to let's let's just say George and I, right? We're actually completely polar opposites with buying collections. George is buying five figure collections. I'm buying well six figures sometimes, and I'm over here buying like I can maybe cover five figures, right? Like so, I'm on the lower end. I, I am like a minnow in comparison, but and I'm like, hey, can I buy a, uh, a cold foil? Uh, 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 Dynamo prism, for pr- can, I buy, can I buy a cold foil prism, please? Because uh, I yeah. really want one. Uh, um, I haven't bought uh, any. I haven't bought any collections. I haven't done that I, for flesh and blood. But I, my expectations are completely different than George's, right? right? So George, what are your like? What are your hopes when somebody brings you a collection? What are your thoughts? Like, let's not, like, you look at the cards, you, like, I, I'm going to send you one later today that a guy forwarded to me. Yeah. There are some high value cards in there. I'm not sure if it's valued correctly, but. So that is the number one. So I almost, you know, me and this one guy have been going back and forth about a very nice collection for a couple of weeks now. Like we're, we're just trying to figure out, like, recording. I think we're going to get there. Um, But it's one that, like, we've been working through. And I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to get to a deal. And, like, here's. Hold on one second, though. So that's the other thing, the expectation that it will take time moving a large collection as well. Yeah. I mean, so that's the first thing you're moving yep. 20 to 50, you're moving a down payment for a house. It's going to take time for somebody to accept that, understand all the things that are in there and be, be comfortable buying that. The collection is about $180,000. Okay. And so like, you're buying a house. Got it. Yeah. I mean like, and like, listen, like I think, you know, that takes, that takes time on both of our sides. Right. Cause like, listen, like I'm going to have to wire you money. Right. And like, 
I got to make sure I know you. Like, I, you know, <laughs> right. this is not, don't, you know, if it's gone out of my account and it's wired, brother, it's gone. You know, so I got to know you. Um, here's where I think, here's, let me just go over like why I think this deal will close, frankly. He knows the market and he knows what it's like right now to move a high-end collection. It's harder. It's flat out harder, you know? Um, and I think, you know, this is where a lot of people mess up. Is they're like, I want to value a shard at what was valued at, at the height, and now it's graded. So now a 9.5 right. quad, I want it to be a $25,000 card. Well, wait, I think I can sell that for $25,000? I can't sell that for twenty thousand dollars. I might be able to sell that for ten, maybe twelve, if I'm lucky. But like, even that seems unlikely right now, to be honest. Yeah. So what I'm hearing, I so here's what my, here's what I have to do. Like, this is just my pure hard math. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna buy it, and I'm gonna if I want to sell it, which is very rare, frankly. I usually help source things for people. I don't buy things to sell. If you know, if Louis had called me and said I want to buy an eye that actually grades well, I would have found him an eye that actually grades well before he sleeved it. Um, you know, I'm much <laughs> better at that than I am buying an eye and hoping I find a buyer. I don't do that very right. often. So what I have to do, what my, what I do is I buy the collection. It has to be a collection I'm willing to hold because it might not sell especially now for weeks <clears throat> or months. So if I'm going to basically give you a hundred something thousand dollars i need to make sure that i have enough confidence in that collection that it will be worth way more than that when this whole nonsense is over at the end of summer right and i have yeah. and like that's my bet so what you're really doing and this is what i don't think people realize about your collection is i'm buying your risk yeah. i'm uh, buying 100 percent. if this if the market continues to go down I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose in this collection. I'm now buying it at this price. Yeah. If the market goes up, I'm getting the reward. Right. You don't view it as I'm buying your heart or your eye or your, you know, nobody's buying Shiana's because Crucible's terrible. But like if somebody ever decides to buy Crucible again, um, you know, maybe Shiana's worth something. That's not true. The Shiana sold for what $4,200 this week and there's a it's shard there's a shard that hasn't sold for thirty-seven five. So, I mean, so, I mean, like, I'm buying your risk. I, I'm telling you that I think Shiana's going up, and you're selling it because you think Shiana's going down. It's that simple. Yeah, it's that simple. Now, I think you know, and I, I shared a, te I've shared a very nice text message with you guys that I got from a person I bought a collection from a couple weeks ago. You know, saying it changed his life. You know, he bought a house for his daughter. He, you know, he cha it changed his life, and that makes me feel good. The other thing I want to go over is don't lead with that. <laughs> I, Mitch, you've muted yourself, honey. I uh, have gotten yeah, I, thank I you. have gotten so many messages from people saying, "Hey, George, can you buy this collection at this price?" I'm like, "Wait, where are you getting these numbers from?" And they're like, "Well, that's what I need to buy my car." <laughs> yeah, George doesn't hey. buy you a car. Yeah. George drives a Hyundai. And, and you've told me that they, they start out by saying, hey, this will change my life as if like as if and, and like that's something we've definitely talked about in our community of like cards, like these sales, like allowing you to buy a house, allowing people to buy their first house, which is right. an awesome that is an awesome thing. 
But like right. leading, leading with that and being like, hey man, uh, this would change my life if you would buy for me has to like make a, a buyer be like, wait, I don't owe this to you. Like I don't owe, right. like I don't owe you buying a house. I, I've um, never talked to you before in your life. And now yeah. you're like, George, this will change my life. I have no idea what your life is like, brother. I've never talked to you. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and this the, is always the, the test, right? Are you texting me on my cell phone? If so, like, I probably know you well enough that, like, right. your life actually matters to me. But, like, oh, if, well, I'm sure their life matters to you. Your life matters to me, like, in a, like, I love all of you, <laughs> except for right. a few of you kind of way. Um, you know who you except are. For on a few choice apples. Um, but, like, uh, you know, I don't feel an obligation to, like, bail you out. Right. Uh, well, and, like, and, and I, this is what you're saying. People saying, oh, I bought the heart at the, you know, I bought, somebody came up to me two days ago, said, I bought the heart. I bought a nine five heart for ninety-three. Oh. He's like, you know, can you give me eighty-five? No. No. I can't. I can give you sixty. Why are people why are people buying eighty-three thousand dollar cards with the intention to sell two or three months down the road? That's what I will say this guy is going through a divorce. And so I think it was a forty-one thing. That's different. Yeah, that's different. Um, but like Here's like here if I, you know I'll tell you how I'll tell you how I sell collections to people and maybe it'll help you figure out how to buy how how you should sell them to me. I price out every card based on Louis spreadsheet, even though they're lies. They are not lies, everyone. I just wanted like <laughs> they are so quick. Quick timeout, <laughs> kitchen TCG timeout, Louis. Real quick, go through your weekly process when you do like. You just did a monarch video. So look what does that process look at? My 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 collection tracker is basically a last sold listing collection tracker. I I if there's a so I look up every single card on eBay, TCG Player, Facebook, and Discord, uh, mm-hmm. and I I take a a snapshot that week of like, hey, cards sold. You know, there's three of these cards sold this week, so the average of those three is you know X amount of dollars for this long- one. This one was super low that sold, so it doesn't really make sense. You know, it sold in three seconds. The person listed it, and 15 people messaged saying that was a steal. I don't take that price because it was, is you know, it's an outlier. It's an outlier. So, exactly. so you go through and you spend how many hours on each set usually each month or each week? Each week, uh, it takes me about five. I've gotten better at it. It takes me about five to six hours, uh, uh, kind of a day, to kind of go through each thing. Uh, and then do a stuff. video. And then, yeah, and to the, do the video and update this, the tracker. All um, right, I just want to give you credit for the amount of hard work you put in that collection tracker that George is then using to price his collection. No credit given. Or price the collection. Well, sure. that's true. But you're just relying on, on all the hard work that Louis has done. It's what we all do. It's fine. Sure. Um, lot, but, but to your point, you go through – sorry, Louis, you had a point. I'm sorry. My my point is that it's like last sold listings. It's it's right. not necessary. And there's what a difference actually like, selling at versus what you think they should sell at in your head. And there's a important. difference when the last sold listing of a tunic is fifteen thousand dollars that was three months ago. Right. Uh, and you know now Braveforge Bracers has lost thirty percent of its value. I probably won't update the tunic until it sells at ten thousand dollars or whatever. Um, and so I think that's a, a really big distinction. If you're using my tracker, it's like, 
you have to look at the way like look at the video and see that's why i, I color things differently when something has sold it's colored in green yeah. and when the when it transfers over it just moves over in the same color because you can look to see how many of these have sold at this kind of average price i didn't know and that. I think that and i think that's really important uh, that's why like the 15 dollars tier people they have access to that collection tracker and they can actually see the historic data all the way back to december on the price points of the cards um, and so I think it's important to look at things, not just in the snapshot of like in the last week, this was the sold listings, but in the snapshot, like the last month. And that's where we're seeing really huge changes in this current climate is that in the last month, things have really adjusted. Um, um, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Louis spreadsheet is, there's, I'll, put, I'll put it this way. I have never interacted with somebody with high net worth and fab who, when I use Louis spreadsheet, they don't go. They don't, they don't take those prices as valid. They right. take them as, like, they're not, you know, nothing's gospel, but, like, yeah. listen, that's as a good of a source. starting point as you're going to find right. in flesh and blood. Especially yeah, right. because, like, you know, listen, like, how do I say this nicely? Uh, I don't think this community has been immune to eBay shenanigans. <clears throat> oh, and not at all. I know no. that Louie has done a good job yeah. of trying to figure out, wait a minute, is this, like, you know, like... Is the, somebody my, pomping this? Yeah, somebody, like... There's a lot of really weird bids on this. I'm not going to include that. And listen, like that's helpful. You know, like I'll put it, you know, the guy who was selling the cold foil IRA for $20,000. I had no idea if that's good or not. I have like, I like, I literally have no clue. And like somebody asked me, like, what do you think about it? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, like I'm seeing a sale on eBay for 20,000, but I have 20 people yelling in my Facebook that that's fake. And like, it was all bid up and it right. sold for, two thousand dollars three thousand dollars and i know of one that sold from one of the best sellers out of uh the land up north evan um you know whenever it's not sewing up there he sells flesh and blood so he never sells right and um and i know he sold his i think for three thousand and like this yeah. that's that feels right to me and that that yeah. thing was pristine yeah that was and a pristine that, ira and listen and that felt right to me i think that's a three thousand dollar card i think frankly like i'd probably still buy one today for around that price yeah, like that yep. seems like a good <clears throat> price. But like twenty thousand, that doesn't pass my smell test. No. Well, um, you know, so I mean, like I so whenever I sell a collection, I start off with Louis Tracker. Yep. Even though it's fake news. And then I tell them, like, you know, I have, you know, I, I'm selling, you know, two hearts, an eye, you know, maybe a Shiana, and I have these other five legendaries. Whatever they are, not not tunic, not cap, not mask. And I'm like, I'm gonna sell you all of it. I'm gonna throw in the legendaries for free. That's how wow. I have to sell it to a whale. So you price them at market pricing, and you th you're still you're actually in theory still doing percentage of market price, but you sell them to at full price with these caveats of hey, right. here's a few extra. And so like. So and so we, like, we're over here throwing in like foil majestics. You're like, oh, I'll just throw in a few cold foil legendaries. It's no big deal. <laughs> well, I mean, like but that's you know, what you're dealing with. That's that's the, that's I, the it, brand you're I, I hear it. It's the, just a it's a completely different paradigm for me. And so I it's helped. just fascinating hearing hearing you talk about it. I help now. I will say, like, I do think some of this is getting harder, even though the prices are going down. I mean, somebody came to me yesterday and that's said, like, why. Can you get me 10 hearts? I know the market's down. I don't think I can. Ten? Like I don't like maybe maybe three. Like I can like I know of two. I bought one. Yes, I bought one. I'm almost uh, me and this one guy are closing today. I think on a heart. It's not a good heart. Uh, it's not gonna be a nine five heart. Not gonna be a nine heart, frankly. I mean, like, 
Do you want me to sleeve it for you? I can make it. You can make it a two point five. It'd be the pop one, pop one. Um, the only two point five in existence. That's right. Um, HP. You know, but like I still can't points. find ten hearts. Like I own yeah. seven, and like listen, I'm not selling mine. You crazy? I'm not selling, I'm not selling mine. Like I'm, I, I wouldn't sell mine at the height. I sure as hell I'm not selling now. Yeah. Right. Um. You know. So like I think part of it is you like you need to be realistic. Um. Coming to me and saying, "Will you pay me eighty-five percent of Louis Tracker?" Like, no, no. I, 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 I'm a big. You, you all can see me on camera. I'm a big boy. I like to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I gotta find my food money somewhere, and it's coming out of your heart. Um, <laughs> you know, you're savage. So I think the other side of this too is that, uh, and George, you and I talked about this the other day in the car. car that whales, you and the other whales in the community are being bombarded with collections and mm-hmm. not singles. And that is right. th- that is like a a world that's different. And it's like, yes, you, yeah. you might be able to afford to take one or two collections that have, you know, some legendaries that High you don't value. really that you don't really need, right? Like if you get a heart and an eye and a couple legendaries, like you're okay with one or two collections like that, maybe a month. But when you're being bombarded with four or five, six collections, and there's a right. lot of people coming to you, it's like you can take one of them, but you can't take all of them. Yeah. And, right. and and that's like a, a completely different world too that we haven't really been in in, in the past couple of months. No, uh, and that's and it, and it frankly it makes less sense now than it did at the height. Like selling me a collection at the height when everybody's buying everything, I that makes a lot more sense for me. Buying a collection today means I'm going to be able to sell the fables, the legendaries, probably the foil majestics, everything else they're going to bury me with. Yeah. And like, you got to give me that stuff for basically free. Um, that makes sense. You know, I can't do 80% of Louis tracker on some of this stuff. I can't like, I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll literally lose money by the time I pay to insure a package for a hundred thousand dollars each way. Yep. Like there's incredible transaction costs. And this is before yep. we get into the problem of like customs and duties. If you buy from Australia or Canada, like I usually do. Yeah. The other thing is like selling me your graded cards doesn't make a lot of sense, frankly, because you've already increased the value to where that's going to be my profit. Yeah. I like buying good raw. A hundred percent. That yeah. makes sense, right? There's no <laughs> advantage to you buying unless you're holding for years. Right. Right. Yeah. But I, I, I think and you've said this before, George, this game's either going to last five years or none, right? Like right. it either has a future or, it, or it doesn't. And it's kind of contingent on where we head in the near future um, or how LSS continues to handle these challenges. Don't fail us, James White. We need you. That's right. That's right. We're bet- we believe in you. Sponsor us. Uh, I, I think though that kind of what we're getting at, that's your kind of perspective. Mine right. is polar opposite, okay. right? I run a small car. Well, I say small. This is it. This is out of my office. This is the card shop. It's just me. I have a full time job. Looks like a mess. It's a hot mess because it's just me. <laughs> and it's I have a full time job. This is me in my raw state. And me at lunchtime is fulfilling orders as fastly as I can. Um, and I try to do all my orders within 48 hours. So it's it's a hot mess. That being said, you coming to me with the collection, my immediate thought is I have to pay my taxes, I have to cover all my expenses, and I have to, you know, pay myself a little. I don't pay myself a lot, but I have to pay myself a little. At least make my time worth it. 
Um, love you guys, but there has to be like a little bit on the other side so I can actually play the game too with the money that I make off of it. Yeah, it's almost um, like you're running a business and not a charity. Well, at this point, and 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 I think that's kind of the the point with George's. Yes, there is cash flow here, but this cash flow is not to give you a house. This cash flow is to support my business invest. Like you're investing, George, in this game. You're investing in the long haul for it, especially if you're buying grade A cards. That being said, I'm going. How quickly can I re like return a profit? And I don't need to make crazy margins, but at a bare minimum, after paying my income taxes, if I have to pay sales tax on stuff pay, you know, my expenses to buy boxes, I still have to, or, or pay for this a lot. I still have to come out with maybe 10% of wiggle room. And then George or Louis, you know how we have the coupon code for you. So like that's another 10% off the top. So like there's all these little, and yes, I want to continue to support your patrons, but it's just things that I have to consider when buying a lot. So that's immediately 30 to 40% that I have to make off of that lot. So at a bare minimum, the most I can pay you most times is 60%. And I've had people just say, no, thanks. Like that's way too low. And I said, look, I'm sorry. Like I just have to be able to like 55% is the standard for a lot of card shops to buy things or they can give you store credit, you know, and buy it for 70, 75%. But yeah. like, that's kind of the standard when it comes to buying bulk and that's including common and rare foils. And there's um, a reason that that's I don't, the standard because it, because everyone has those expenses. Yeah. Right. You got to, you have overhead and yes, my overhead's yeah. lower. So like sometimes I'll budge. What was I buying like cold foil legendaries a few months back before Monarch hit? And you're like, you're crazy. Because I was paying like 68, 70% of market value for them. And I was betting that that was me taking the risk, thinking that they were going to go up, right? I, I believed in it so much and they actually did. And then now, they didn't. But well, no, they stalled. They stalled. Like I, I don't think they've gone back down to what I paid for. I think yeah. the bottom line, though, is if I had to liquidate, and I think this is what I'm hearing from George. If I had to liquid liquidate my collection today or my investment today, would I at least break even, or what would be my loss? And that's kind of what I'm thinking. If worse comes to worse, and like you know, I have to sell everything, where am I going to be sitting tomorrow? And like, that's something that I just consider. I, it, and the market's so volatile. There's a reason I haven't quit my job and gone full-time into flesh and blood is because I can't get enough boxes. The market is highly volatile. Cards worth $6,000 one day and $2,000 the next. What am I supposed to do if I'm supporting, you know, Be bringing red and, It's uh, true where you are, Louie. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Louie has multiple sources. Let the record reflect. Continue, Mick. Now, I'm going to say this. Louis is a very intelligent person. He doesn't have just a single store. He also runs now a, a game store, I guess. So he has a game store. He's bringing other product from other games. And he has content creation, Patreon. What, you sell case breaks, box breaks? I don't know if you guys breaks. know this, but I'm going to make a whopping $2.57 off of this video that you're watching right now. These advertisements have, what have netted me a whopping $2.00. What, what he's not mentioning, though, is he's already created, what, how many videos have you created this year? Oh, my God. Uh, I think I'm hitting, like, hundreds. I think I'm hitting, like, five or six hundred already. All right. So, guys, let's do the math. <laughs> five, six hundred videos. No, wow. it can't be that much. Times, two day, times, two day. times 150. I'm just saying that's his wow, monthly revenue. You almost made a thousand dollars this year. Don't. Nobody watches most of those videos. You guys are wrong. That's not the way oh, that is that not how it works? No. <laughs> <laughs> They only watch the videos about deck eggs, about the deck playing. I know this. They're like, how do I play the cards the best? The market updates, two views at most. How do I play the game? 
20,000, 30,000, 40,000 views. Rudy yeah. is actually jealous of your views on only when you talk about how to play the game. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy, there's a reason Rudy does lots of gameplay videos because lots of people watch yeah, gameplay. Yeah. But when I, when I, when well, I want the cutting watch... edge content of gameplay, Rudy's my guy. I don't, I say, when I want to watch cutting edge gameplay of the game, it's not Louie. <laughs> no, if you want to watch somebody be really bad at the game, Rob I, that That's entertainment, right? Shout out to Rob. Hey, speaking yeah. of gameplay, I played that uh, calling deck yesterday. And did absolutely hey, horrible. Do not that guy call is, it. Hey, do not call the calling. The comment section will let you have it if you call the event that was at the calling the calling oh champion. Oh my god! Okay, three people. Three people in my what, comment section. What was the gentleman's name that you interviewed? Matt Rogers. No. No, Winton Bedford. Winton. Oh. I listened to the entire podcast. Loved hearing his out. That man is talented. Yeah. I am garbage with cats too. <laughs> That man can play some, uh, some flesh and blood. Katsu? It's Katsu. The comment section Katsu. Also, he's a Katsu. It's Katsu. The comment section oh, will also Jesus. let you have it. I'm just okay, James White. Look, look, man. Look, man. I'm just learning, look, learning from look, my man. comment section. Well, I don't have a comment section because no one watches my flesh and blood videos. <laughs> I, ironically, the guy that I was playing with at, at the Team Covenant event yesterday, I know we're going on a tangent. He was like, hey, uh, hey, Mitch. Uh, I watched your stream with Louie. That's really cool that you guys did that. I'm like, oh, the guy, the guy knows. He's like, yeah, watch. I, I subscribed to your channel. I'm like, oh, you're, you're a rare few. Yeah. Thanks, man. Did I appreciate the support. Nothing no. feels worse than no. like I was doing the podcast and like, oh, is that Louie's podcast? I'm like, excuse he me. He totally pulled a doomsday on me, by the Levario. way. He, he almost killed me. He played, pulled a doomsday and he's playing Levia. Did I pronounce that correct? Or is it Levia? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that one. All right. Long story short, I just want to give a shout out to the gentleman Winton, who yeah. uh, that guy is talented. Yeah. And I'm a yeah. garbage. I'm just. I'm just echoing. I'm garbage at the game too, Louis. But I had a blast. I don't care what anybody says. He, he won. He won the event at the calling. So I'm he, aware it was a he, side event. He is a he calling very, champion in my book, and that it's my channel. So he has uh, a gold fo gold foil skull cap. I mean, he is the champion. He didn't get. Yeah. I mean. There are other cards that you could have gotten in gold foil. He got the one that he deserved. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, He's clearly yeah, the champion. The okay, so let me let me let me let me follow Reel up on our let's let's end our conversation on collections. And, and this is to say that your collection is not worthless. Your collection is just if you want to sell your collection, the best way to do it is not to sell it to George. George, I'm sorry. I know you want people selling you stuff, but your best way to sell your collection is to do it yourself on eBay, TCG Player, Facebook. If you want to, you know, do a lot of more work or Discord, that's the best way to sell your collection. If you want money now, if you want to sell the whole thing now, you have to take a discount. You have to sell it at a at. You have to lose out on money if you want somebody to buy your full collection. That's the way that it works. And honestly, like this is something I've ran into. If you're gonna spend send it sell it on TCG Player or eBay, you're gonna pay ten to twelve percent fees off the top anyway. Easy. So easy. And and then on anything that's over 40, 50 bucks, you're gonna pay shipping. You're gonna pay free mm -hmm. shipping for people. So there's another like eight percent on a fifty dollar card. Um and so like at the end of the day, having somebody buy your collection at 70% value is especially it's if you, still really a high especially if you clue in your time i mean like how much is your time worth too like to just be able to sell the thing to one person 
right. so I think I think if you are looking to sell your collection and get the full value, you need to do the work and you need to take the energy and to sell it yourself yes. and to list the cards and to take the photos and to deal with all the people who are going to return things. But if you want money now, I think you should be looking at getting around 60%, 60 to 70% of your kind of high value cards. And then the rest of them, you got to kind of just put in a box and sell, uh, you know, put them up and put them up for auction or something yeah. and, and take the money that's given. I'm seeing a big shift in demand. I mean, like, I think this is, I've had no problem selling foil alpha e-strikes this past couple of weeks. No problem. Mm. I bought, I, I, somebody called me and said, can you source me two of them? And I found them too, foil alpha e-strikes. I mean, they were at the same price they were at before the dip. Yeah. 1500. Huh? Were they 15 or two grand? What are you, are you, what, what, are you okay? Are you okay? Guys, I've never seen an alpha e-strike that's foil in my life. Five grand. No. Oh, Louis wrong too. That's beautiful. Uh, the, the guy paid 6,500 each. I was pretty dang close. That was. Pretty dang I mean, dang you're a lot like closer than my fifteen hundred. Yeah, uh, fifty-five hundred last public sale that I knew of. So I mean, sixty-five would be that exceptionally high. So I knew they were. I knew people were asking that much. They, I didn't see people no, paying for it. They are rarer than the heart. Yeah, for well, sure. I, I know that, and they're actually more playable than the heart. I'm aware, and it's a beautiful well, card. People, so, if you're playing with a sixty-five thousand dollar card in your deck, you're doing this wrong. So, like, and here's what you I you know think. what I'm saying, Louis. People play in e strike. It's like the heart. It's yes, the market Let's has hear. shifted to I'm gonna say it good playable cards. It's become a player's market. It, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And I think that's seeping over to the high end singles. Yes. Is like, you know, I'm having, I'm frankly, like I have, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example, um, you know, cap, mask, tunic. Those are still selling regularly pretty, you know, pretty good prices. Not, not what they were, but they're good. They're good prices. Um, you know, it's the collector cards that I think right now are way down. Um, yeah. And I, you know, listen, like I'm betting that's going to change again. Yeah, I think sure. it will. Like I'm betting on it, and like that's fine. I'm not like listen. I'm not in any rush. You know, the hearts are just fine in my safe, in my base, guarded by guys with big guns. Um, you know, if you break out of the military base, you deserve them. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you know, the market has shifted, so knowing that should also help you a lot. Don't yeah. come. You know, I'm gonna have no problem selling your Alpha E strikes. None. I can sell those tomorrow. Um, heart, it's going to take me a minute, and I'm going to take a bath. And so if I'm taking a bath, you're taking one with me. Yeah. Um, Interesting. You know, just – and I will also say this. I would not – again, I will say what we said last time. If you listen to us for advice, you're doing something wrong. We're not financial right. advisors. We're three morons uh, with a podcast named after one game while we talk about another. Um with a fancy mic, um, you know, but I'm not selling now. That's how I'll phrase it. I would not sell now. This is the, yeah. you know, <laughs> this is, Oh, it's the worst time. No. This is the worst time in the game's history to sell. Yeah, well, sure. Um, maybe that's maybe early days of alpha when nothing had any value was harder, but like, you know, it's hard to say cause like nothing sold. Um, so, like, if you can afford to take the risk of waiting, 
pray that James White doesn't betray you like he did Louie, and like it comes back quickly. Somebody left a comment in the comment section and said, what's the deal with why does James White hate Louie? Like, people don't get the jokes. I, Everyone. Asked, so I wrote this it's... in chat yesterday, and somebody said, like, oh my god, does James White and Louie have beef? And it took every fiber of my being to tell them the real story and not like make up some elaborate backstory that like actually involves James White actually hating you. I want you to know I that. Have, I have zero animosity towards James White. I, I didn't say you hate James White. I, I, <laughs> I didn't say you I, hate James White. I would not have quit my job if I didn't believe in James White. Right. So the jokes stem from our very amazing stream. I think Mix is frozen. Came from a very amazing stream that the um, Louis opened roughly twenty billion cases, and we both, we both did. Yeah, and didn't get a single library. Yeah, but, but, but and we found out Canada got four in one box, and we realized where they all went. But, we, go ahead. But but Mitch had gotten Mitch and you had both gotten one in your first box. Our very first box we opened. I get when I never open boxes. I never open boxes. James White knew that I had his back and he loved me. And he was going to give me a library box one. And hey. Mitch, he looked at Mitch and goes, Mitch, I love you too. Box Mitch one. Had, Mitch had that frozen smile on his face. It's so good. It's so good. I will get one <laughs> Why does too. it keep freezing? Anytime I, I click out, anytime yeah, I click out, out, it starts freezing. Here's the thing. Um, I still haven't pulled a library. And so okay. now I'm in this place. And I was talking James to you about this the other day, George. Where it's like, why would I buy a library right now? Because like the, the price of a library and the price of a monarch case are so offset. And every other every no. other fable is yeah, a price of a case is thirteen hundred right now. The library is at twenty six, twenty five, twenty six. Really? Yeah. And right that now you can sense. right now you can buy a Arknight shard for four grand and you can buy a case for four grand. Right now you can buy a case of uh you can buy a case of Arcane Rising What's the for heart Right now, you can buy a case of Arcane Rising for like thirteen thousand, probably. You can buy an eye for like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen thousand. You know, around those. Maybe. You know, the, the prices are much more close. Yeah. Uh, even like the heart, you know, a alpha case would be about forty grand, and uh, you know, now the heart's not selling for forty grand. But so I think. Uh, I don't tell me a library should be very clear here. I cannot tell you. I cannot. I cannot sell a case today for forty thousand dollars. I yeah. think this is somebody so, with like no 30, 30 probably 30, 32 to would probably be what you get right i'd be very i if somebody called and said can i buy a case for 32 i'll find you one i don't think yeah. that's happening i think that you're going to be probably high 20s right now for a case it'd be my gut that's crazy so now's yeah. the time to buy an alpha case if, <laughs> Like, I really want an alpha box, you know, but I, over, I can't. Let's go over this. That, that's, something that, that's something good that you brought up, Mitch. The problem you're going to run into is like, I probably, I mean, like, I know of three major people with major alpha case collections. They're not selling. No, nope. they, they do not, not care. They do not care. Like they're like, oh no, it my you know, they, my million dollar collection went down twenty percent. Let me pet my eyes with my other million dollar cards. They they couldn't care less. Like yeah. and they're not in a hurry, they're not desperate. Yeah. Like I, I mean, like I think it could probably find you a case at thirty, but I don't think it would sell at thirty. Yeah. Um I, agree. I, think, I think a heart right now is probably <clears throat> worth high twenties, low thirties for good condition. I think it's about what a case is worth. Um 
and this tells me one of two things. This tells me that the library is probably undervalued or the box is undervalued. I mean, um, the library is overvalued or the box is That's my gut. That's my yeah. gut. I, I mean, think, they, I think boxes. I think Louis was unfortunately right. Louis jinxed the entire market, which is why James White hates him. Well, and I think boxes <laughs> are going to be trending towards about three hundred before they stop. But then I the think market, it's over. But the, the let me be very inverted. clear here. Let me be very clear to my to my Wall Street people. Do not worry. I am still Montu One K gang, and I think that when they hit three hundred, it's going to be the the bleeding's over. Yeah, and they start to trend up. There'll be a this large the, population of whales who pick up at 300. I agree with that. I think that one I right. actually believe. I don't. I didn't well, believe it at 400. We said the same thing it. with what 400. No, no, you Nick, people no, said. You guys said did. that. You two said that. Don't, I don't said, you, don't you, you people me. I I hate that. What I do you mean? Do not. I do not. I said I do not buy that people are going to buy at 400. I do not buy that people are going to buy at 350. I do buy that people buy at 300. I I think that that's the well. I also that's think, like, listen, if they don't, if they slide. If they slide way past 300, I think we do have a real problem. Like, I'll be okay. perfectly blunt. I think if they slide past 300, we have a real problem. Because, like, then all of a sudden you're competing with Unlimited. Then I'm like, I mean, do I want to buy a Unlimited is $70. Well, that's only because LSS won't enforce MAP despite distributors. Hey, no, no, wait. I on. saw Alan said today in the <clears> in the group thing that, he, that they were looking into it, that all – uh, that they were looking into enforcing it, and that all map and the retailer group be in the retailer group. So I will. So wow. that was mainly a joke at LSS's expense. Sorry, James White. I still love you. Um, I will say this: I have heard many men. I, I shared one of the rumblings with you guys. That I don't want to share on podcast. Understood. Um, but I have heard many, many rumblings that LSS is going to bring out this sledgehammer to these knuckleheads who aren't enforcing map. I think, and I think LSS is serious about this. I, maybe we'll make this our next topic. Screw that. Other card. We'll do it next. Have week. you seen like their their restrictions that they've had on like other policies, like selling promos? I mean, the, very I mean, like, very serious. Like, I they, know of a store that lost all of LSS because they and they should have because they sold an armor kit. Let me tell you, good for LSS. Good yeah, for LSS. This is what they do best. If you're going to give me something to increase the player count, you damn well better give that out to players. Yeah. yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna tell me, George, mm. I'm investing in your store to grow our game, I have an obligation. I think probably an actual legal obligation and certainly a moral one. Yeah. Sure. To also to use that in good faith to increase our player base. Yeah. And this is something that I, I, I love a lot of my stores, even though this won't sound like it right now. Stores <laughs> are getting what they deserve right now. Hundred percent. What do you mean by that? I have I get I'm getting more than a thousand boxes of Monarch Unlimited. Getting like I think thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred boxes of Monarch Unlimited. I have not lost a wink of sleep of if I will be able to sell them. Sure, not one bit. I have a player base in store. I have people who list. I have people who will buy from me online. I sponsor player groups. I help other stores out. I am not losing any sleep because I have. I like to think I have treated the community with the respect they deserve. These people who just looked at flesh and blood said, "Oh, geez, I can make free money too." Three tendies, right? Thousand boxes, and right. now they're stuck. Yeah. Now they're well, stuck. They didn't, and now their boxes are going to get fulfilled too. Yeah, I mean, like they did invest in the community, they did invest in the store, they didn't do yeah. things the right way, and now they're going to pay the price. So this is we we need to have a talk. Can you slot in a discussion for why flesh and blood is not growing in my store? Can we have that discussion? Is what or how to. 
we need to have another podcast episode. So, so just put a little asterisk here of how to grow flesh and blood or how not to grow flesh and blood. We should actually ask Joey Senar to come on the show and do an interview with him. Oh, that'd be great. So, so Shout out to Joey. Up. The, the goat. Up. The goat at growing the, the game. No, Let's for back sure. up to, to map pricing, though, because I, I think there's a uh, – the the – the viewers and the listeners are going to say, no, low boxes are good for me. I'm a player of the lower boxes as possible are good for me. So when I see right. a store selling boxes for $60, I should be all for it and, and be excited about it. I, I've said this as a player advocate. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to see boxes that low for players. Why? I, I, Go ahead, Louie. Well, you, you, you beat them down I, first. I, and I'll, I'll finish I them was, Yeah. It, I, it is terrible. It. it is terrible for players. Uh, because Why? because the boxes that you open are not worthless. The cards within them should have value. It, I mean, if you want to be... This is the, the, the age-old argument between uh, Rudy from Alpha Investments and Brian from Tillinger Community College. Like, if you first want your basic. cards to be worthless... Then, then fine. Have people be okay with making no money off of selling the boxes and selling the boxes at sixty dollars, or lose money and, and, right. and take a loss. But if you want to open a box and actually have any amount of value in your box, then you do not want boxes to be at sixty bucks because the way that the market works is people only try to make their money back. That's the that's the way that TCGs work. They say, "Oh, I spent sixty. I saw this the other day. Somebody on Facebook was selling a." Uh, a, a library. They were like, "Is this thing really worth five hundred bucks? I only spent seventy five dollars on the box. I'm just looking to recoup my money." And it's like you don't understand the rarity. A lot of people don't understand the rarity of their card, and they're just trying to make the money back. Right. And, and so that is the why I fully <clears throat> believe this. That is why the EV for Monarch is lower than WTR and ARC right now. It's like $108 right. dollars or something like that. It's insane. It's insanely low. Oh, for unlimited. For unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God. It's like, oh well, my God, it, what's happening? Well, Mo <laughs> Monarch First is not selling either though. Monarch First is not selling either really. Yeah. So yeah. Th this is actually, we're seeing, and, and George and I, we were speaking briefly about this this morning, releasing Monarch First with unlimited so closely together has actually tanked single prices. Let me be clear here. I was wrong about this. I, I I would have advocated for this, and I was dead wrong. This had a very negative impact on the market that I did not expect. I, I would agree. I actually was thinking the inverse. Like, what if they came out with the limited and then collector after? I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, um, because because then you're actually getting a solid baseline of what the market should be, and then you have the value. And actually, I think first edition would have more excitement around it because you have all these new cards you've never seen before. You already get that. But I feel like it would even be amplified knowing the full set of Unlimited. You open first edition, you're like, oh, there's all these sweet Easter eggs that didn't even exist in Unlimited. I think no, it would add oddly yeah, more value. Put, you're putting cards that don't exist in, in the, uh, uh, First edition already no. has cards that don't exist in Unlimited. Different art. Not, oh, different, different art. art. Okay. Well, extended arts. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, gotcha. alt yeah. arts, I, gold I, foils. I, yeah, that's same page, same book now. We're good. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, having limited set the market for singles prices, and so, then there's just a natural increase or bump up for first edition. Here's what I would like to um, see with Kingdoms. Um, I think they should... It, it produce, probably won't change by Kingdom, but go ahead. I think they should produce a ton of boxes of first edition. And I mean, like, I mean, like if I order 10,000, get me 8,000, if not 10,000. Like, um, players can play with enough boxes. Yeah. Make them make it so that, like, frankly, like stores can't do what they did last time and sell them for outrageous prices. Six hundred dollars, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, sorry, 
Channel Fireball still sponsor us, but that was maybe not the best. Um, I still love you, Sasso. Thanks for my boxes. Um, well, but, yeah. No, no, no. Uh-uh. And so I would say, like, do 100 – I would think a first edition box can be $150. That seems yeah. like a great deal for everybody. I'm making money. You're making money. Everybody's making money. Um, maybe not LSS. And then, um, you know, leave that be. Don't do unlimited for three months, four months. Or $150 boxes. How much cheaper do you all want it to be? And well, then they did this. Do the original business model. Yeah. Right? All right. That's it. That's that's exactly what the original plan was. But, and but they were 150 right boxes are a lot for players, George. I don't know if that's true. I mean, what's that? I mean, that means a case is five singles. Yeah, I mean, buy single. Like, listen, if you and I mean this with all the love in the world, if you look at a card game, I mean, like, and say $150 for the box is like too much for me. I, I mean, like, Pokemon, so what is uh, Pokemon's 150 a box? Look, Pokemon's look. 150 booster box, but what, how many packs come in? 36? I have, I don't, I have no idea how many packs come in a booster box of 36. Pokemon. I think it's 36. So here's, here's the thing that here, the, the amount like, of people, three I mean, the cards have value. Continue. This might be wrong. This might be wrong, but I think it's right. The amount of boxes that an average flesh and blood player opens is way higher than the amount of boxes that the average Magic the Gathering player opens, and way, way higher than the and way, way higher. Nobody plays Pokemon, but you know, what I mean, like the the Pokemon. So, so like I think like the fact is like maybe we don't all need to open six boxes. Maybe we all don't need to open five cases and hunt for the library. Maybe the boxes can be $150 and not $350 or $500 or $600 if you're CFE. And like you, you just buy four or five boxes this time around. And then when Unlimited comes around, you have access to more boxes in six months, three months. Here's what I think. But how are you supposed to play the new set if you're waiting three months for enough cards? Mitch, you own a single store. Tell people to buy singles. What are you doing? Like, that's, I mean, like, you buy the single store. I get it. You I, I 100%. Yeah, dude, but like, do you know what singles were? Okay, so let's go the same pathway we went, but let's lower it. Let's just cut everything up. Let's just imagine first edition pricing is what it is today, right? right? So imagine the market opening on what prices are today. And for the record, what the prices are today is what I expected the market to open before boxes went up to 600. So if you were to ask me back in February, Mitch, what are you pricing? I think boxes were at 300 then, February, March. What are you expecting prices to be at open? They are what they are today. No, That's what I expected them are, to be. If box, this is exactly what I was saying. If boxes right. are one hundred and fifty dollars, singles the at you will your EV I will start it. entering to the hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty dollar range. So, Mitch, like, what, what, but, what do you but, have? What do you have? A, what do you have? A, a footsteps at today? Uh, five hundred ish. Okay, so like, I don't a think two hundred something dollars for a footsteps would be outrageous for a player. Why would anybody put $200 for a footsteps? This is the issue. We've already seen, what's a Shiana at today? What is a, a shard at today? Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's probably worth 30. I, I think the issue right now is for first edition product, there's clearly a demand in the future and people are not willing to let it go. Footsteps yeah. opened up at $1,600. Yeah, but you're not hearing what George is saying. The footsteps entered at six hundred dollars because we all, everyone bought all the boxes and there was not enough the boxes reason, to go around right? because stores were keeping them 
keeping them back and holding them to raise the prices. What George is saying, true. what George is saying is put all the bo- a ton of boxes, triple, quadruple, ten x the right. number of first first edition boxes, so that stores don't feel. So if a store orders a thousand boxes, they've got a thousand boxes now, and they have to sell them because they can't send them all. Here, here's my issue though: people with first edition product and specifically cold foils, they are selling at where the they they're in their head are going. The market's going to be at this in a year based on existing cold foil prices. Why am I going to sell it at 200 when I know in a year it could probably be a thousand? I think that's changed. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I think, do you think, do I, you think that mindset's shifted at this I think point? It has. I think I that's. Mean, listen, this is that, the first time there's an actual risk to flesh and blood. This I would is, agree. This is the first time we're looking at it and going, is this game going to be around in five years? I, I still think the answer is firmly. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second, sexy Louie. Um, I can see, I think the answer to that is firmly yes. Let me be very clear. My bet has not changed, but listen, like I'll put it this way. I'm a scared flyer. I hate flying. The first bump of turbulence, I'm always all, well, it's been a great life. I'll see you soon, Lord. Um, this is the first bump on the airplane ride. No, I've been very lucky. My planes have never crashed yet. Um, but like this is the first time we're hitting a bump in the air and people are going, I'll see you soon, Lord. I think that's an overreaction. Just like my wife thinks it's an overreaction whenever I fly and I get ready to go home <laughs> at takeoff. Home home. And this just send it. This, I think that this is the first bump in the turbulent ride. And let me be very clear here. Everything is turbulent right now. Yeah. Pokemon's more turbulent than we are. Maggots revised has been very turbulent, frankly. L- everybody's why, except for Louis. Why are you think this is George smooth and shaking your head? What's Louis nonsense now? Let's this is what it feels like, George. Listen, feels everything good. is turbulent. You know what's not turbulent? Flesh and blood. The players. The players. There's not a single. There's not a single ounce of turbulence. If you are a player, if you don't care about the financial side of flesh and blood. If you are a player and not an investor, not a collector, there's not a single ounce of turbulence right now in flesh and blood. And that, oh man, well, you don't know the players. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I should own an LGS. That'd be a a good point. I should try to find an LGS that I can can support flesh and blood. Okay, so are your players at your LGS concerned right now of the game? No, but here's what I think. (laughs) That's exactly what we're saying, George. Well, if you guys would give me it, you know, you know, if y'all would... Listen to some wisdom here. It'd help you all a little bit. All right. Share this, old man. That's tough. I'll be honest. If I, I pulled my back <laughs> yesterday a little bit, and it's like it gets easier every day to pull the back. I'm like, what is happening? At least I still look good. Um, That's true. It's the shirt that really does it for me. Bingo. Sponsor us. Uh, sure Walmart company. Hawaiian shirt company. <laughs> um, sure company nobody knows about. It's, it's is that Walmart. Tommy Bahama? It's $12. Um, oh, dang, dude. Yeah, that's how we live. I would um, love for Walmart to sponsor us. So I think. move on. Keep I going. think that the players. I think that there's a floor for what players will tolerate at this point. I don't think you can open up a box and not ever get back your EV. For right. sure. I but you paid for your box. I think that is a problem. And I think like what they're seeing right now is just like you know everybody's trading, nobody's selling or buying. That's a hundred percent true. I can't tell you how many people are like, hey Mitch, how, would you be willing to sell me this and I'll pay you some cash on top, right? Yeah. Right. And I so, think which is like, like not great for a single store. Got to be honest. I think I don't. So let me let me let me walk this back a little bit. 
we've had more players. Our player base is growing. I'm hearing this from a lot of stores that their player base is growing. What I think LSS is going to have to in stores are going to have to figure out is what do we owe players? And what I mean by that is, you know, if you were at my store at release, um, if you had been to my store a bunch of times, you got a Monarch first edition box when they were $600 at a hundred dollars. That's what I did for my players. You got two cases, a hundred bucks a box. Cause like, listen, like a lot of these players were with me since alpha. They were buying boxes at 80 bucks when they were worth zero dollars. Right. That sounds crazy now, and I know that, but it's true. So the you're EV treating your customers like your distribution of, should? Yeah, I mean, the EV of the first boxes of uh, Welcome to Earth, they got were zero dollars. You couldn't sell anything. Um, you didn't get my joke. It's fine. You know, I, I got it. I know. I, I appreciate it. Um, I think the <clears throat> I think stores need to figure out how do we want to handle do we view first edition as almost an entirely different product than unlimited? Or do we view it as a collector box of Unlimited? Yes. And I think like this is something that the community is trying to interact with is, is a first edition box equivalent to the collector booster box of From MTG. Magic the Gathering. Now, and, Go ahead. So Magic the Gathering right now, they just kind of print to demand, right? Like mm -hmm. they basically, in their policy, they say for collector boxes, they just keep printing them, no? No, that, 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 that is no longer the case. Okay, so what comes out for this first release of MH2, Modern Horizons 2, they will never print any more collector boxes of MH2. They do not have a stated policy, but that has been true the last three sets. Okay. Starting, but they do print, that, starting with Commander Legends, there was not a reprint. But base and draft... Just, they keep just more magically showing up at Amazon. Right. But, That's not how you get but sponsorship. The, Continue. But for the base set, they <laughs> just print that indefinitely, right? They, Oh god, that'd be hilarious. May the zoo be with you. Watch and watch podcast. Sponsored by Magic. Sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. Oh, I just wanted for the memes. Can we create a separate LLC that sounds like Wizards of the Coast but is not? Sponsored by Wizards of the Coast. Oh my god, we got to like just Watsy as the initials, but then not say it's. It's a different Watsy. It's, it's like awesome. Wizards of the Cards or something. How to get sued by MetaZoo, uh, Flesh and Blood, and to get Scott, Yeah, and that's exactly it. How to get sued by every by the top three TCGs out there. Oh, uh, that would be yeah, such good it. content. Top three. That would be such good content. Um, all right. What if, what I, if they inverted it, though? I This is my last thought. What if they came out with with them, or or what if they release them at the same time, but first edition is su like supremely under demand, like like they just print it to nothing, and it's just printed for the players. They just kills the collector, yeah. Oh, gross, gross. So there's a balance you, to it, is what I'm saying, right? What have I done to you? So I would you argue right now that they they printed them too closely together, released them too closely together, yes. and there were too many boxes of each. That is the current problem we, that so exists today, right? Prob I think a lot of these problems, I, and I think this is where we need to take maybe a breather. I think a lot of the monarch problems stem from distribution, to be honest with you. What do you mean by that? There were people getting severely cut literally the day they were supposed to ship, mainly out west. So yeah. the way it worked for the, some of these for some of these stores, thankfully I was not one of them. Um, you know, they ordered 
400 boxes. They were told they got 40. Then they were shipped 12. That's literally the numbers from somebody I know. Yeah. Ordered 400, allocated 40, got 12. This was the day they were supposed to ship. He was told, you're down to 12. Right. You're now getting three cases, <clears throat> not 10. This created a lot, I think, of instability in the market. In fear. Um, because like, listen, that dude doesn't carry flesh and blood anymore. Well, he also got charged more for those boxes. Yeah, too. of course. His cost went up eighteen percent, while he got cut seventy-five percent. That's not how it should work. And, so, I mean, like, and while another store uh, got a full allocation that wasn't cut from a different distribution, didn't raise the price at eighteen percent, and now they're selling below map. And so the person who got eight boxes can't even sell his boxes because his in-store people are probably like. Well, that's uh, that's seven dollars more than this guy's charging, and so right. I'm gonna buy it from this online guy for, to save seven dollars. And this, like, right. maybe I should actually do, maybe I should actually do something about. Well, that. and seven dollars per box is substantial. Sure. Oh yeah. And, and I'm saying, and it's coming from yeah. I gotta stop talking about distribution pricing. Um. Yeah. It, you, you it, do, it, it's so, just <laughs> here's like here's. <laughs> We all are in that world together, right? We all have stores, so it's just easy to talk with you guys about it. But I forget there's a filter since we're actually talking to the world about this. Yeah. Sorry. So what I, you know, <clears throat> I think that I think that the dis now I keep hearing rumors. This is just rumors that LSS is adding another uh, distributor soon. Oh well. Um, and I think I'm hearing it because they're not. They realize that Monarch maybe was a little bit messy with one distributor in particular. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure why. You know, I do like listen, I know of two stores <clears> that like basically like I'll carry flesh and blood, but it's gonna be an order you have you have to come to my store and ask me for it and I'll order it for you. Ooh. And it's because they're like, listen, this doesn't make sense. Right. Like, I, I I I I'm not getting boxes. I'm paying too much. People aren't respecting map. I why am I carrying why you know uh, in order to carry a new card game, which Flesh and Blood is still new, I have to be willing to take a lot of risk. I'm not being compensated for my risk. Yeah. And this is where LSS honestly needs to address, I think, both sides. I think they need to swing the hammer at these stores that are selling below map. But they also need to have a little heart-to-heart -heart with the distributors and say, like, listen, like you guys can get away with this for right now because the game's still very hot. But, like, when we can finally ramp up production next year when Pokemon gets their own printing press from Carta Monday, these stores are going to get to pick which yeah. distributor they choose. Because I'm going to get full allocation. right? I'm going to get what I order this next year, Lord willing. Come on, James Wright, help me out. <clears throat> um, and they're not going to pick you because they're going to remember what you did at Monarch. And yeah. let me be very clear here. I remember what happened at Monarch. Yeah, I think a lot of stores too. Uh, and I've talked to now three stores that have now basically said, I can't interact with the game. I'm now four stores. Now I think about it. that say like, I can't do flesh and blood the way I wanted to because mm. of the distribution problem. <clears throat> and I'll be it's perfectly why I haven't gone all in either. The I distribution mean, problem yeah. has affected how I will handle flesh and blood in the future. Yeah. I so, will not, uh, I will not order as many boxes. Because, because I only trust one distributor. Right. So the the thing is, uh, remember six months ago or three months ago, whatever, we were all talking about how 
armor kits. People were selling the armor kits, and that was a huge right. issue, right? Like Facebook, eBay, there were stores who weren't running armor events who were selling the contents of the armor kits. And a lot of stores made a big stink about it, and it was frustrating. Uh, but today, you don't see that as much because LSS did something about it, and they did yep. the right, you know, they, they handled it the right way. I think one of the things I really respect about LSS is that they are willing to say, okay, you've broken the rules. I, I'm not going to let you just keep breaking the rules as a result of me needing you as a store. They're going right. to say, okay, you broke the rules. Here's the axe. Like, you, there's discipline they, for they this. They beat you. Like, I mean, like, listen, right. there's, a, there's a very famous record store seller, uh, record store owner. Uh, who I'm sure is actually listening to this podcast. And like, listen, he like, doesn't he, listen to flesh and blood podcast, right? He openly bragged about hoarding products and selling it above way above price. Right. And now James, James white will not contact him accordingly. Cause all I ever hear from him is, Hey, James white, would you mind? Like he gets into like the live T five TCG and it's like, Hey, would you mind answering my emails? Oh man. Yeah. I'm going to start doing and now that. he's acting like, now he's acting like the victim. So yeah, so, I wouldn't yeah. do that. I don't think that's the right approach, but they cut cut him off because he was doing something that, you know, wasn't supposed to be done. And like, that's where I I really respect that about LSS. And uh, most new card games would not be doing that. And I really respect that that they're going to be doing that. LSS cares about the players. And I will like, I will say like, as you know, I have been a little bit more rough on them the last 45 days than I have previous. I frankly think they've earned it, but like, I don't think they've, how do I uh, uh, do I want you to do I want to say something that doesn't have to get edited or not? No. Okay. So I think there are other what do you think card before games, you speak. I'm still working on that. There are other card games that only care about is their product selling. Right. Yeah. If I can sell a four hundred dollar <throat> booster box, even if the even if it's an feel terrible for the customer, they don't care and they view that as a win. They're, LSS, test, they're limit testing. Can yeah. I can I sell at this? If right. they buy, yes. And there's yeah. enough grace there in the market for them to fail and reset and say, I'm sorry, we repriced it too high. Let's we're gonna go to this. Yeah, LSS when, when you're selling cares about the players. I, I mean, when you're when your your cost of creating a booster box is twenty bucks and you're selling it with an MSRP of three hundred and fifty. Oh, well, sorry. There's no, there's no MSRP. But when the that's the that's the price that you know you're telling stores to sell at. You don't. It doesn't matter if it doesn't sell. Your cost is nothing. You're gonna make it in. Right. You sell. You sell quarter well, of your boxes. And the risk. Rid of all of your risk. LSS doesn't have that problem. Like LSS isn't charging more money for first edition boxes. Right. And, and, and yeah, sure, maybe I don't know. But the point being that. Um, that the, they are taking on this this risk themselves rather than putting it on the stores, and and that's Correct. what LSS does really well. So I, I want to go back to one one thing, and that is the players. How does this affect the players? And when oh, you yeah. se- when you sell boxes under map, that lowers the box. You know, the, the it it lowers the EV in turn, lowering the card prices because the EV will always kind of label up to box prices. So if you yeah. want your cars to be worthless, mm-hmm. like if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what I want is for now and forever to have my unlimited cards be worthless and not worth anything, right. then continue right. to buy boxes at $60 under map and support the stores who are doing that. Like, I like, yeah. Like, I hate I it for another know. reason. For me, it's just, I get, I probably talk to probably 10 stores a week who are debating adding flesh and blood to their store. 
And this kills it for them. This is, you know, this is something they're they're bringing up to me now. I probably, I mean, maybe it's a little bit high. Maybe about five stores a week call me and say, hey, hey, you know, one of my customers told me to reach out to you. Um, right. They said they've been buying boxes <clears throat> from you. Um, you know, we're thinking about adding the game. Can you tell me about it? And like the first question they will ask me is, what are you paying per box? The second question is, the second thing they're going to do is go to TCG and see, can see they make money selling. at that price? Right. And right now the answer is murky. No. Yeah. Right, right now the answer is it's like, thin. man, maybe if I'm lucky. Especially for unlimited product. So right? what's that dude going to do? Mm. That dude's not going to add flesh and blood. There's too much risk right now. It's He's crazy add to me how, it's crazy me how fast the, the attitude has changed to where two months ago you would be thanking a store for selling boxes at $80 and not a hundred or hundred. Yes. And now, yeah. and now players are fighting to the bottom and that's an attitude thing. That's, I mean, that's expected <clears> from a consumer, but like, and this is absolutely got to step up their game. Like, and I mean this, like to all my store owners, I love you all. Most of you, but like, Be better. <laughs> listen, I, I don't, I don't compete on price. My right. unlimited boxes, they went up because my cost went up. I was at $79, and now I'm at $85. Yep. Talk to distribution. So, yeah, and I tell them, don't yell at me. I'll give you the owner's number. I won't really know if you're a distributor listening. I won't really give them your number, but just know that you are the reason for my price increase. I <laughs> you just put on your my web, box website. Because my cost <laughs> went up five bucks. Right. Nobody has said, oh, George, I can get it for $73 online. Are you willing to price match? No. No, go play in their store. Yeah. I taught you the game. I paid my employee to teach you the game. Yeah. I give away promos. I do the things I'm supposed to do to give value outside of price. You sold, if, box, you sold first edition boxes at 100. And that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. If you guys want, I mean, like, and this is where stores, they want it both ways. And again, I love yeah, most you of you. Can't. Hold on. Yeah. Shout out to Don in Ohio. Great dude. No joke. A lot about the community. Somebody else who is losing <clears throat> no sleep tonight. Right. Because he treats his players with the respect they deserve and his players mm -hmm. reciprocate. Yep. Unison Games isn't having this problem. Nope. The player, the, the stores that are feeling this are the ones that deserve it. Mm. When you rip mm. off your in-store customers, you can't then be like, oh, my God, why are they price comparing everywhere? Well, you ripped them off. Yeah. You charged them $300, $400, $500, $600. You were price comparing. Box. Yeah, you were price comparing on first edition, and now you're – like, And now they're consumer. like, oh, well, I can get some else. Well, good for the customer. Good yeah. for your customers. Oh, man, I had a store, right I, oh, this is be a real rant. I had yeah. a store in Worst Carolina <laughs> that was charging his customers twenty four hundred dollars <throat> a case of Monarch First Edition. Six hundred dollars a box. You called wow. me and said, George, can you take some of my Monarch Unlimited? I can't sell it. Okay, why can't you Weird. sell it? I'm getting five hundred boxes today. They will sell. Yeah. Now, they're now I will say this: they're not going to sell overnight, though. Well. You used to get WTR and Arc boxes before Monarch, after Crew came out, and they would sell with what? Within a week? I mean, like, I, I still, I'll said what was needed for your store, but online you would sell you know, like that. I still hold back boxes because, like, I don't want to sell out instantly. Right. Well, and you need to supply your store yep. so you can have in-store events, yep. drafts, whatever. 
But the other side of this is that you are no longer going to be selling boxes online, right, George? I, mean, I probably. I mean, like, frankly, I I will There's probably not, not sell boxes for you. online anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've told this. Monarch, I, I listen, Monarch I killed it. I told this to LSS. I would rather not sell boxes online than give in to what I think is going to create a major hurdle to the game's growth, which is distribution raising their prices astronomically with no warning. Yeah. Right. I would rather not sell online except to like, you know, listen, I'll still support game groups where I can. I know I'm helping out Tracy with a few boxes. Shout out to Tracy. You're the man in Alaska. Creating a game, game, <clears> a great game group out there. Yeah. I support a game in Arizona. I support a game group in Colorado. Like I'll still do what I can to support the community. But like, I don't know if I will feel comfortable selling online for a while. Yeah. To the sense. general public. Yep. Well, you also did not have the most pleasant online selling experience. No, I'm not going to get into that today. But like, I will talk about I my know. experience with Monarch when I when I've refined Vin- my. But like, <laughs> yes. I'll put it this way: I now, and I, I guess I will do <clears throat> a little bit. I now understand why Rudy doesn't do deals anymore. Yep, I had customers who got two cases at a hundred bucks a box said, "Can I get three? Yeah. I just gave you two cases. Yeah. Why are you coming to me? Yeah. Uh, you know, when you give somebody a deal, you're like, I you give a mouse a cookie. You give a mouse a cookie, market. and they're gonna want it. They're gonna want more. They're like, okay, right, charge right Louis. Yeah. So like, why not charge market? I make more money, and I get less whining. If I charge yeah. more money, how the hell does this make sense? George could have undercut the market. Let's say boxes were three hundred. He sells at two fifty, and everybody's like, George is a saint. It's yeah. it is funny though. Yeah. I mean, it's just like I mean, like, here's like you know, and I've told this to other people. What I'm doing with Kingdom's first edition from now on is I'm gonna pick random people to charge what I want to charge at um who have bought from me before. And yeah. specifically who have bought unlimited too, right? Like that's, yeah, yeah, I, I mean like listen, really oh my god, you bought, you bought a first edition bundle. Let me let me make you a statue. Um, you know, um, <laughs> I think we still will, haven't given people that coupon code that I've already created. And we I will probably that, end up doing some through Louie if he wants me to, um, you know, if not, that's fine. Screw him. Um, I will probably do some through discord cause they were super cool. Um, yeah. I will never ever in a million years, not do a random draw again. They went so much better. When I was yeah. just like, put your name in the hat. I'm gonna draw fifty names, and you're gonna get the bundle. Yeah, that's how I did mine, and it oh, it went well. so much better. The yeah. stupid like race to the race to buy thing was a disaster. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think like this is listen, like you know, I've picked on LSS, I've picked on distribution, I'll pick on the customers. I mean, like part of this is just like you guys like there weren't enough boxes. I can't give you all a bundle. Yep. Right. I didn't have enough. <clears throat> right. Good stuff. So everybody needs to like I I think there needs to be a better understanding between everybody, frankly, of like I think customers need to realize first edition is going to be more expensive, and that's just kind of the way the world works. I think distribution needs to get their act together and start charging more reasonable prices and giving more reasonable allocations. And Part think, of that's also on LSS, though, is LSS needs to work on timing of delivery to distribution as well, because they're running like running around with their heads cut off, 
depending part of that on when is COVID. I mean, on I, you know what? No, at this point, I've had enough. at this point, I've, I've no. had enough of this nonsense of like, listen. When I had Modern <clears throat> Horizons two release this week, my mind did not go to, huh? I wonder if I'll get my boxes this week. Killing exactly. Rains release this week. I didn't go, hmm. I wonder if I'll get my Killing Rains this week. Yeah, right. That's true. I now, know I that's a t- that that's a top three issue billion dollar company. It's a little different. However, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, you name it. Yeah, the, those the are still difference, multi-million dollar companies. The difference, the difference Bandai. is that we are we are all living in the world that we are we are believing in LSS having the ability to do that. That that's the that's the difference. So, um, all right, let's let's move on. We're an hour and a half in. Let's move right, on. Meta to zoom minute. Meta zoom minute. Zoom minute. Most Wait, wasn't part part there like a podcast. second topic you wanted to discuss no, prior to the minute? No, it's dead to no. us. It's dead to yeah. us just as Digimon is also dead to us because I don't get a lot of it. Um. Okay. <laughs> Unless Digimon wants to sponsor the podcast, we'll listen. All right, um, Bandai, you heard it. For, you heard it here first. Oh. Sponsored by Bandai. <laughs> MetaZoo Minute, let's go. I have no faith in I have no faith in Digimon. So MetaZoo Minute. <clears throat> all right. So we all know first edition is right around the corner. Like, for, like I can boop, 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 put July on the binoculars. Right? About, about a month out, right? July about 30? 45 days, 40, yeah. 40 days. About 40 days. Mike, I need more boxes still, baby. You're killing me. I think Louie does too. I don't care about Louie. Just help George. Um, wow. All right, fine. Help both of us, but mainly me. Um, so right now, Kickstarter boxes are hanging out around $2,000, $2,500, somewhere in that ballpark. Wow. They've dropped a lot. Eh, I mean, they went to, I mean, it's like everything else. They went up to three, then they're down to 2000 I thought they were like at like five or six. Or no, they, no, they dropped no, no. before They dropped before this huge collectible boom. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, what do we think the first edition boxes are going to do to Kickstarter boxes? Hmm. This is I a, assume they go up. This is a question on supply, and I actually think that this is closely tied. Uh, for those of you who are stopped listening, if you're flesh and blood, this is uh, th- this is this is actually closely tied to flesh and blood too. I think uh, they have already released the first edition box numbers, right, George? It's twenty-two thousand. If I'm if I'm which is a huge uh, print run. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's huge for them for a first print run. It's not really the first print run, but it is their first big print run. This is the question I have. Okay, how much does it matter? Because it's it's what twelve or thirty uh, percent higher than Flesh and Blood print run yeah. for Alpha, right? More than that, fifty percent. No, sixteen thousand to twenty-two. That's like thirty-three percent. Forty-eight percent. Screw Louis. Continue. I don't know who's math right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The print, the print <laughs> run is higher. The print run is higher. <laughs> oh, we got out. George's fingers, everyone. Slater <laughs> George's fingers here. This he's he's validating his math. The the twenty people who are listening to this podcast and not watching it are missing out on George's fat fingers uh, on the camera. Uh, well, who was right? Thirty seven point five. I was right again. Okay. Um, so anyway, the point being, <laughs> the point being, a print run that is higher than alpha. But the thing is, if you like, I think there's something to be said about this. If you look at these social media accounts, if you look at the the hype. I mean, they, they shared a, a photo that it had like 4,000 uh, comments and uh, and shares or whatever in like an hour. Like it, like the hype around MetaZoo is so astronomically high and is, a, in my mind, like a wider reach than Flesh and Blood, especially was when Alpha had started. Oh, sure. Tr- by, and, far. by far. By far. 
in terms of this hype. So like, I'm like either one of two things, mm. either 22,000 boxes is too many. And the price is going to crash from the current price of like what, 250, $300 for a first edition pre-order. That's, I haven't you know. followed the first edition prices. Cause I can't, I, we have I to thought, tell it MSRP. So I haven't been following. I thought much. MSRP was 200. No, MSRP is a hundred. Uh, yeah. MSRP is a hundred. Uh, but the, people are charging 250 for pre-orders after uh, Metazoo Mike eBay. said he was going to, this is eBay that, though. Okay. This, is, this is eBay. So, I'll be okay. Honest, don't mess with LSS. Definitely don't mess with MetaZoo Mike. Oh my he gosh. He will beat you with a horseshoe if he sees you selling <laughs> both above MSRP. What is, something, what is something from the MetaZoo world that he will hit you with? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a horseshoe in there somewhere. The, uh, snail <laughs> from, the snail from Uncle Sam. He will take that slug <laughs> out and start wailing. <laughs> Uh, but my, my question, my question is, is 22,000 going to be enough to keep no. the boxes around the hundred? No. And I don't think no. it is, no man. I just don't think it is. No, Cause like, I don't think, I think people are going to want more than one or two boxes. And if there's, if there's 10,000 people interacting with the Facebook account, you got to assume all of them, or sorry, the are there 10,000 people on the I have, I have more people on my wait list for first edition MetaZoo than I did for Monarch. Am I on that wait list? No, you're you're doing a better job than me. I, they call me like you know because they right. have my phone. They have my phone number, and they call me and they ask. Did they for, put it on the website? They they call me and they ask me to pre-order, and I say I'm just selling to local customers. Check the website. If there's anything left, it'll be on the website that day. Uh, I'm not doing like a whole running list, so you're better than me. Anyway, I don't think Always. it can hold. I don't think that the prices can hold. Like I think that I think that you're going to quickly see like a race nope. to like the $200 from resellers kind of doubling their money. Uh, but then I, I think that those are going to get scooped up pretty quick, honestly. Um, so I don't know. So, I think, have you guys played the game yet? No, we don't have any cards. Like the game's not released. Yeah, but there's the, the, the whole discord, discord has the discord like, has like a whole community of people who play and there's tournaments. And I there's do TTS. not know how much it would cost to build a deck right now of Kickstarter cards, but I know it's more than my heart. There's TTS bought. though. There's people that are playing on TTS. I like, don't do TTS. I, I you know my know technology how... prowess. Do you think I'm on I, TTS? I'm not asking you guys to play. Have you watched gameplay? Yes. No, I don't watch gameplay. I don't watch for, I don't watch Flesh and Blood gameplay. I only shoot gameplay and I don't, I don't watch do. it. I, look, I'm I don't have time. right now. Of course I, I watch gameplay, as we all should have. I, I don't have time for that. I I'm I not, want to I'm, I want to okay. test the game out with my wife. Here's my thing. I think that like there's no way in hell my wife's playing Flesh and Blood. A the name Flesh and Blood makes her not want to play Flesh and Blood, which Isn't is like she in the medical industry. Sure, that's like an even more reason. But like it just seems so. Medical professionals love blood, guts, and gore. It's look, very that that's like, actually the, name, the thing. I work for a nursing organization. And our highest click-through rate and highest engagement is the grossest stuff you have seen. That's fair. But Flesh and Blood, like my, wife, my, wife, my wife doesn't want to play a game called Flesh and Blood. Well, but sure. my wife loves the zoo. She loves going to the zoo. Everybody she, loves the zoo. She, she well, loves sure. going to the zoo. And so, like, I want to sit down and, like, learn how to play this game with Does my wife. Does she like playing tabletop games? Eh, yeah, it depends on the day. Uh, last night we played Phase Ten. I do not suggest anybody ever plays Phase Ten. What? It's horrible. That's it's a great game. No, Mitch, Fake it's news. not. That is a horrible game. Anyway, it is a game just to like get dunked on or dunk on somebody else because of random is, luck. Right now, Kickstarter commons are like four dollars each. Like the that's the, insane. Yeah, it's they're ridiculous. alpha commons. It's ridiculous. So I think that the the whole. <laughs> 
I think the trying to watch like, George handle his mic and he doesn't know how to touch it. <laughs> figuring out, uh, but I do think George. To answer your question, uh, I don't think that I don't think there's enough boxes, man. I don't think so. So yeah, I don't either. Like, let me tell you, like I got hard allocated, hard allocated for first edition MetaZoo. Hard. I got less than an. It was worse than Flesh and Blood. It was less than. Oh, by far. Sure. Oh, by far. Like, listen, like, the idea of allocating me on Welcome to Write the Alpha would have seemed, like, absolutely ridiculous, and I would have been furious. Mm-hmm. Like This I, game has I more traction out of the game is the bottom wanted, line. I guess not 20,000 boxes, but if I wanted, uh, you know, 1,000 boxes, they could get it for me, I promise you. How um, long did it take for Steve Aoki to do a video for Flesh and Blood? Oh, my God. <laughs> A year plus, two years, year and a half. I'm, I'm saying nothing about this. This, this is how us actually hates us. I'm saying nothing. I think it's a good decision. And then Steve Aoki does a video for MetaZoo last week. He's, he not only does a video for MetaZoo, he's like all in on the zoo. Like he's doing yeah, he's loving it. He's doing videos for the zoo. He's doing like box openings for the zoo. I mean, but he's, he's a Pokemon guy at heart, and I, I know they're separate games. I haven't seen like, a, I haven't seen an Aoki video about <clears throat> Flesh and Blood since he got the heart. It's weird. <laughs> this is why James White hates you. This is why James White hates you. I did not say uh, that James White. I, I don't know what to tell you. Like I, I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Like I. It, all I'm saying is there are higher stakes individuals on earlier in this game, hyping up the game up prior to release. I, listen, I, I, will, I, I I'm just now for the months. cards look awesome. The I zoo think they have look. legs. People uh, are sleeping on the zoo at their cost, at their own cost. I mean it. Like the zoo is well, going to be hot. I, I, I think. Just say this. I think. Go ahead, Mitch. You all got in on a lot earlier. Yeah, Louis, because he's a YouTube star, got you know MetaZoo product to open. Um, I I don't get that luxury, so I didn't get to see how awesome it was in person. Now that I've been kind of slowly getting into it, what lured me in was flesh and blood gameplay. That's what got me into Flesh and Blood. I'm genuinely curious if it's a good game to play. I will tell you this. I will tell you this right now. If I do not enjoy playing it, I will sleep during the MetaZoo minute. And this is nothing to Mike. It just might not be my game. And it's completely <laughs> objective. <laughs> but like, look, man, look, there's a guy in my Discord server named Zach. And Zach, uh, Zach. Is this the Z-A-C Zach, not Z-A-C? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Okay. It's Zach Storm. You're going to leave in the MetaZoo minute? This is your whole thing. Oh, this is your minute. Anyway, I'll, I'll talk to Mitch. So the the Zach played Argent Saga. He was like a judge for Argent right. Saga. He's yep. you know gotten really good at Flesh and Blood. He's you know working on being a judge for Flesh and Blood. He went through the process to do the MetaZoo stuff, and some stuff happened. He's, he's no longer uh, doing judging for MetaZoo. But he loved the game enough to take the test and to play and to really get into it. Uh, and he has a huge TCG background and experience. Uh, also, Mitch, you're frozen. Again, this is the worst podcast we've ever done. Everything is not working out well. We've only uh, done one. <laughs> but the fact that Zach, the fact that Zach cared enough about it to, to hop in tells me that it's a good game. But here's the thing. I do not think that this needs to be the next Flesh and Blood. It does not right. need to be. It's not the next this, MTG. This does not need to be the next top tier card game. All that MetaZoo needs to do is be a fun card game that I can play with my wife, that I can pick up and play with some friends, that you can have some fun and enjoy. MetaZoo does not need to be the number this one is- TCG of, uh, of 2022. 
Flesh and Blood is going to be the number one TCG of 2022, and that's why it's going to be successful. Sales-wise, it's already happening. Sure. Right. The, the that that is that. My, this is the meta zoom in it. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I don't want to get into that article. The math I, you you just wrecked my brain with math. When the Lord calls me home from an aneurysm, I want you to give my eulogy. <laughs> Um, Godspeed on that one. Tell your wife I'm sorry. The 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 play <laughs> base the play base of MetaZoo is different. It's a completely different. It really thing. is. Like, it's it yeah, the Discord's so different. It's all about being like friendly with each other and having fun and like the there's, a, there's a I mean, kind of. <laughs> it kind of is though. I mean, you could say that this is nothing against MTG, but like Flesh and Blood's kind of the anti-MTG too. Yeah, I mean, like I think that's so in terms of community, about, I mean, like. That is what I think MetaZoo has done well. Like, I will never sell Pokemon on a Facebook group. They are the most toxic people in the known universe. What about they, Dragon Ball Z? They could put that on a land, they could put their attitude on a landfill, and our problems would be gone because the acid they spew would tear right through anything <laughs> in that landfill. If that you're was like next level description there. Oh, it's so true. If you're like, hey, I bought this box for ninety dollars from distribution, I can sell it to you for ninety-five. Like, well, why are you making five bucks? Well, no, I'm paying for shipping. I'm losing so, six dollars. So here's the trick. <laughs> and convert compare that to the MetaZoo community. The MetaZoo community is freaking awesome. They they love the game. They're passionate about the game. They excited about having new people in the group. They expect they expect stores to do what's right, and they hold stores yep. accountable. Yep. And if uh, not, then Mike can step in and take. Yeah, care I mean, of it. and they, they, you know, maybe like the snitching thing goes a little bit too far sometimes. I think, but like, listen, I'd rather have that than the opposite. Right. Yeah. I'd rather have that than the opposite. Like, I think the MetaZoo community is awesome, and Mike, to his credit, deserves a lot of that credit. Like, yeah, he set Mike, the expectations. Like Mike has said very clearly from the get-go, this is what I want to build in forms of community building, and I will take some drastic steps to ensure that that's what I get. And like, listen, it's worked. It's worked. We're going to sell out of the zoo in roughly uh, 30 seconds. Yeah. And like, people are thrilled <laughs> with the zoo. Um, you know, I think frankly, like, I don't know how Pokemon could do this. They seem too big, but like they need to do a better job of building that kind of community that Mike has built, frankly. And I think frankly, like sometimes I think LSS could take a few lessons from it. Like, you know, Mike will, Mike will add everybody what he had for dinner. Maybe I don't need to know what he's having. I don't, I don't need to know how he's cooking his steak, but like, man, I like that kind of open communication with the company that makes the game. I really do. That helps me. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you trust in what they're doing, and the guy is keeping to his word, right? Mike gets Mike gets a lot of credit from me. I mean yeah. it. Uh, I'll be completely transparent. When you guys shared what was happening with the game, I was like, ah, oh, it's just going to be a blip on the radar. But the way in which they're handling things, it, it, I actually messaged Mike last night. I was like, I've talked to Louie and George a lot about MetaZoo, or at least I've heard you guys talk a lot about it. I just usually get casted out because i'm you know i'm only a fabber for life but trying to come lately yeah I, i'm trying to hop on the bandwagon with you guys and uh yeah and and kind of ride ride behind but 
the way that they're handling things, the way they're engaging with the community, the way that I was welcomed into that community yeah. made me want to be there. Oh, Ted and is I have no game. idea. Yeah, no idea how the game plays, no idea what to expect, but it made me want to at least investigate it. I think it has like a cool feel to it just by looking at the artwork. And when I say cool feel, it just feels nostalgic. Yep. It just br like brings yeah. me back to like, the 90s. Going for. Yep. Right, and I think they played into that super well. Yeah. yeah. I am genuinely curious to see how it plays. And, and Louis, I'm encouraged to hear that you have individuals within your group that are like, it plays well. Um, yeah. And I think Love it's it. great to have games at scale that are fun to play and that are not serious. So. Well, good stuff, everyone. We are at an hour and 45 minutes. Guys. <laughs> nailed we need it. One more podcast right and on track. I believe my, right. Uh, yeah. My, my webcam and stuff is, is everything's going weird. I think my computer's dying. So, uh, so we're heating right now and underclocking the it CPU. Is, it is. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for being on the podcast and uh, thank you guys for watching and everyone this is the end of the podcast the this with you. You, gotta end it, you gotta this. end it with the major come on Louie come on go Louis. ahead George been go ahead before, we buddy. have sloth Louie over there go ahead and kick it off George may the zoo be with you and also yes. with you and remember to be kind to people around you